0: Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Power of Five podcast with Glenn Blakeney. Blakeney. Join us for revelatory teaching, as well as riveting discussions and guest interviews on all things five-fold ministry. Hey everybody, Glenn Blakeney here, and welcome to the Power of Five podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at at the missionary journeys of the Apostle Paul. I personally prefer to call them his apostolic missions. In particular, we're going to look at missionary journey one, two, and three, and we are going to be unpacking some incredible revelation of how Paul was not only a great leader who reached the Gentile world in his time, but he was a student who developed strategies to help him be more effective in raising up leaders and developing disciples. This is a great session. I know you're going to enjoy it. God bless you guys. I want to talk a little bit about the Apostle Paul. And when we look at this, we are going to actually see the reason why Paul was so successful uh, when he was on the earth uh, actually had to do with his willingness to learn, to be a student and, and to even change now, Guys, humility is such an important characteristic. We can say, well, I've done this, or I know how to do it. But we're in a season right now, particularly because of what's happened with the pandemic, where people just are not interested in church, uh, plus postmodernism, secularism, everything else that's been going on in our world. It's just compounded the situation. And people are not as interested, generally speaking, in the institutional Church, people want relationships, and people even want to know God. Many people, they have a spiritual appetite and and uh, knowledge uh, that they're seeking after knowledge of of the things, spiritual things, and so there's that hunger in a sense. But the institutional church has has really lost its appeal in many places. You know, some are saying that. Um, one third of all the churches will end up being closed after the pandemic is is completed in many nations of the world, particularly in Western nations. You know, um we're called to take the church. We're called to take the gospel to people. And um, the church is who we are. But the kingdom is what we do. The church is who we are. Kingdom is what we do. We preach the gospel of the kingdom and we take the kingdom to the nation. So we're going to look at Paul. Paul was very effective and he continued to grow in grace and knowledge and understanding uh, uh, of a better way to reach people. We're going to examine his missionary journeys. There are three main missionary journeys. And of course, he was under house arrest as well in Rome, as, as outlined in Acts 28. So Paul was um, without doubt used more than anyone in his day. And I think that Paul, even in each subsequent journey, he saw greater breakthroughs and greater levels of, of success in his ministry because his secret was to focus more on raising up and equipping other people as well. So let's look at Paul's missionary journeys really quickly. So let's talk about Paul's first missionary journey. It happened in the years 47 and 48 AD. Acts chapter 13, verse 1, all the way through chapter 14, verse 28, outline the the details of Paul's first missionary journey. The team was Paul and Barnabas, and at one point, John Mark, he was with them for a portion of the trip, their methodology was that of traveling from town to town, making disciples, and then moving on to the next town. They covered about 1,500 miles in a year. So this was no small feat that they accomplished by any means. The results were clearly God was all over what they were doing, God was blessing them. But the work was primarily incremental growth. It was growth by addition. Churches were left behind, um, really, with no skilled or, or mature leadership, seasoned leaders, and required a lot of follow-up work. So we see Paul and Barnabas going back, visiting these churches. Of course, Paul goes back later with Silas and others, Acts 14, 21, and 23, and so on. Now, there's another weakness with the approach was because Paul and Barnabas, they were the founders of the churches. When they departed, there was no church leadership left at all. And so it was paramount that after they needed some time to just kind of see who would arise, you know, the leadership, kind of the cream of the crop would arise to the surface. So they'd be able to eventually go back with apostolic authority and appoint elders over each church. These guys, they were doing a great job. I mean, what, what was wrong with what Paul and Barnabas was doing? But the truth is God was realizing that in, in the not too distant future, they were going to run into a leadership deficit, guys. So the Lord uses an event that was an unfortunate event. It was a disagreement between the apostle Paul. And Barnabas, and it ended up that it resulted in a split and Barnabas went his separate way and Paul went one way. And then Paul, at this point, what he does now is he brings with him Silas. And then we see this second missionary journey. There's Timothy, Luke, and then eventually uh, Priscilla and Aquila also joined him. So second missionary journey happens in the years 49 to 52 A.D., covered Macedonia and Achaia, and we can read about this in Acts chapter 15, verses 36, all the way through Acts 18, verse 22. Now, Paul's second journey, God uh, began to shift Paul to a a multiplying um, church planning strategy, so to speak, where he ended up Paul being left all by himself in one of the darkest cities in the world at that time, in Corinth. So, what happens is Paul uh, and Timothy and Silas and Luke, we read about them together in Acts 16. And then in Acts chapter 17, we see Paul, Silas, and Timothy. So where did Luke go? Most likely, Paul left him in one of the cities to continue leading the churches, discipling people. And then in Acts chapter 17, 14 through 18, 5, now Paul is in Corinth and he's by himself. And I don't think Paul really had any plans to stay there long-term because Jesus actually appears to him. And we read this in Acts 18, verses 9 through 11. Jesus appears to Paul and gives him this message. He says, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking, and do not be silent, for I am with you. And no man will attack you in order to harm you, for I have many people in this city. And then it says, And Paul settled there a year and six months teaching the word of the Lord. Here's my take on it. I think what ended up happening is Paul was like, okay, I'm here. I have no plans to stay here. But the Lord supernaturally intervened and said, Paul, I want you to stay here. And when you look at the next 18 months, he poured into the lives of so many. He raised up incredible leaders. When you look at um, those who were raised up in ministry during this time. You'll see later on in some of Paul's writings, he refers to them. Incredible leaders were raised up during this time. So it was a time where Paul was being prepared and, and really learning a new paradigm to be able to do effective ministry. So by the time he leaves Corinth after a year and a half, Eventually, the third missionary journey, we read about that in Acts 18, 23 through Acts 21, 16, occurred in the years 52 to 56 AD, covered Asia Minor about 4,000 miles (laughs) in that day. Powerful. And so what happens is Paul had learned a valuable principle. And on his next journey, he invests himself completely to the task of multiplying leaders from the harvest, who could be deployed into the harvest. Now, what I'm saying is, Paul goes to Ephesus, and while he is in Ephesus for two years, he starts off in the synagogue, he gets rejected, and he goes down the street to the lecture hall of Tyrannus, the school of Tyrannus, and he brings the disciples with him, and for two years, he's pouring into them, he's training them, and it says, and all of Asia Minor heard the gospel. Now, At this point, Paul is raising up others. He's mentoring others. How could one man effectively reach all of Asia Minor? I mean, you read um Revelation 2 and 3, and you see the seven churches that are listed there. Those were significant cities. That is part of Asia Minor. And how could one man in in just three years, he didn't even leave the city of Ephesus. So how could he have impacted all of Asia Minor? Well, I believe because he raised up leaders whom he sent out to go to these cities to go to these towns. That's his strategy. So Paul is actually establishing a a training base, so to speak, for world missions. And this training center happened to be the formation of the church in Ephesus. Now, think about that for a moment. He went there and he made disciples. He had this training center, so to speak, where he was equipping and pouring into them. And out of that, of course, was the formation of a church. Paul planted a church-based church based leadership training missions base to strategically multiply and mobilize a missions force to reach all of Asia Minor. Wow, that's powerful. So Paul was used so effectively by the Lord in this season because he poured himself into others. He multiplied himself. Jesus did that as well. When you look at particularly the the latter part of his his life on the earth, he was pouring into his disciples, and he was getting them prepared to carry on his mission. Very, very powerful. So Paul was uh, raising up others. He was a leader who never stopped learning. He was a leader who realized that he had to shift. He had to change Is going to reach more people. And rather than just have a gathering where Paul did all the preaching and all the ministry, it was all about equipping and raising up people to do what? To be discipled and to fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ. Hey guys, Glenn Blakeney here. And thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Power of Five podcast. I wanted to mention to you that we have a monthly Zoom session where we bring on a special guest and we teach and equip you on all things pertaining to the fivefold. We delve in much deeper than what we're able to do in the podcast actually help you develop strategies and resources so you're able to lead with the Power of Five. If you're interested in being part of this, it's absolutely free of charge. All you have to do is click on the link to join our email list in the show notes. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the Power of Five podcast be sure to visit kingdomcommunity.global to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our awesome bonus content. See you next time on The Power of Five.